Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hi there, and welcome back. So January is coming to a close, which means that the registration for my six-week group coaching is also coming to a close. So just a reminder, you have until this Tuesday, January 31st to register. And for real, you are going to want in on this. <laughs> I cannot guarantee that you're ever going to see this price again. So absolutely take advantage. The value that you're going to be getting in return is immeasurable. My life truly has been forever changed by coaching. And during these six weeks, I just want to share all my newfound knowledge and experience with you. So I'm super excited about it. And just a reminder, if you share any of my posts on any of my platforms and send me a screenshot of your share, I will send you a 10% coupon code. And yes, it can be used on anything on my site. And so you might choose to use it for one-on-one -on -one coaching, or it can also be used for the six-week program. You get to choose. So not only is it like a super amazing value already, but you can get an even better deal just by sharing a post that already resonates with you. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> and just as a reminder, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for just about anyone and on just about anything. But this six-week course is going to be geared specifically for the helpers, the healers, and recovering people pleasers. Uh, so if you're not one of those and you want some coaching, then the best option for you would be the one-on-one. -on -one. But if you fit into that category, I highly encourage you to take advantage of this group coaching especially if the last few episodes around the drama triangle and burnout have resonated with you on any level, or if this episode on the people pleaser resonates with you, I highly encourage you to take advantage. So if you have been on the fence about coaching, and yes, I see you. <laughs> I know you've been lurking and watching and wondering, oh, I don't know, should I do it? So take this as your sign. Yes, you should do it. It is totally worth it. Come and join me. We'll have a blast. You won't regret it. All right. So for today, we are going to be talking about people pleasing. Medical News Today says the term people pleaser refers to someone who has a strong urge to please others, even at their own expense. They may feel that their own wants and needs do not matter or alter their personality around others. So today we're going to go over kind of a few traits of the people pleaser and also just some tips to help you work through your own people pleasing behaviors. So number one, the people pleaser struggles to say no. So this is the person that feels an insane amount of internal pressure, like when a sign up sheet is passed around. <laughs> so maybe this happens in their child's classroom or at work or even at church. And if this is you, probably just at me mentioning being handed a sign up sheet, you're probably already feeling anxious, right? <laughs> So a sign-up sheet's being passed around and the people pleaser, they're suddenly feeling a mixture of emotions, but primarily they're probably experiencing the emotions of obligation, guilt, or anxiety. And they might be thinking thoughts like, oh, everybody's watching. Or if I don't sign up, what is that going to say about me? What will people think? Or they might be thinking, I have to do this, even though I don't want to. Or they might be thinking, I want people to like me and think that I'm capable. Or maybe they even tell themselves the lie of, I'm the only one that can do this. I'm the only one available. So have you ever said yes to something and then you kind of instantly regretted it? And then when that happens and like you realize, oh no, now I basically have two choices. Like I can either feel uncomfortable doing something that I don't want to do, or I can feel uncomfortable going back and telling that person that I'm not actually going to do the thing that I told them I was going to do. And neither of those options sound very desirable. Am I right? <laughs> so this is kind of the struggle of people pleasing. The people pleaser, they struggle to say no to others, but then they find that they're consistently saying no to themselves. All right. Number two, they overcommit. So this goes along with struggling to say no. People pleasers tend to bite off more than they can chew. They want to make everybody happy. And so they say yes, 
to all the things. <laughs> and part of them truly believes that they really can actually do it all, right? Their desire to make other people happy, it feels so good inside that they it it kind of skews their reality where they think I really can do all the things. But overcommitment means that they are overextending, which then that leads to compassion fatigue and burnout and ultimately resentment. So taking some time, even just 20 seconds before committing to a thing can be helpful here, or just practice saying, hey, let me check my calendar and then I'll get back to you. Um, just to give yourself some time to see, okay, why would I be saying yes? And do I like my reason for saying yes? All right. Number three, people pleasers avoid advocating for their own needs. So people pleasers tend to believe that other people's needs or even other people's wants are more important than their own. So oftentimes people pleasers, then they are empaths. And this means that they truly do feel what another person is feeling as if it is their own emotion. And because they feel it so strongly, they tend to prioritize this other person's emotional state and neglect their own. So I want to tell you something really important. So are you listening? Your feelings are at the very least as valid as the other person's. So practice advocating for yourself. It's okay to be too tired or too busy or too overwhelmed to step in and help someone else, even if the other person is frazzled by your no, right? They might be upset that you say no, but it still is okay for you to do what you're going to do. It will be okay. I promise. It's also highly likely that them learning how to navigate this on their own might actually be exactly what they need as a part of their growth journey. So it's going to be okay. All right, number four, people pleasers may exhibit chameleon-like behaviors. So this means that they may act differently depending on who they are with at the time. So in an effort to be liked by everyone, then they change who they are ever so slightly for who it is that they think the other person wants them to be. <laughs> so if this is something that you've noticed about yourself, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to episode two, You Are Not For Everyone, and that's okay. But just to kind of recap this episode, uh, one example I share in there is like, let's just say that you're a chocolate chip cookie, and then you meet someone who doesn't like chocolate. So then you're trying to remove your chocolate chips. You're trying to hide them so they'll like you. And then you meet somebody whose favorite kind of cookie is a lemon cookie. So you add some lemon into your life. And then you find somebody who really likes pecans. And so you throw those in. But then the next person you meet, then they have a nut allergy. So then you have to remove the pecans. <laughs> and so essentially, like nobody even knows what kind of a cookie you actually are. And you're unable to find those that actually resonate with you because you're hiding your chocolate chip self. And so there are lots of people that like chocolate chip cookies, but you have to actually show up as your chocolate chip cookie self in order to find them. All right, number five, people pleasers feel a lot of pressure to be pleasant all the time. So I've coached many people that have the belief that if they express anything besides joy 100% of the time, that they are unlovable. This is not true. This is 100% a lie that we tell ourselves. So I want you to think about the people in your life. Would you expect them to be joyful all the time? What about your children? Do you expect them to be joyful all the time, even if they get hurt or if someone's not playing fair? And when you think about it, do you really want to be joyful all the time? Or are there sometimes when you really actually want to feel sad or upset? I know that for me, sometimes when I'm watching the news, I just want to be sad about what I'm seeing. And I choose to be sad and that's okay. And when a loved one dies, I want to feel my grief fully before I can move into celebrating their life. I choose to feel grief and that's okay. And it's not just okay. It's beautiful. I remember coaching someone who was talking to me about all of the pleasant things, you know, she was telling me about how amazing her life was, but as she was telling me, um, she was also crying. 
It was like she was trying to convince herself that she should be happy and joyful because all of these things were going so great. But the thing is, like when we pretend that we aren't feeling a certain feeling, it's going to be coming out in other ways, right? Like crying when we're telling somebody how amazing life is because we know that there are some hard emotions that we haven't fully processed yet. But the beautiful thing is once we're able to learn how to be okay with other emotions, then it can actually increase our joy. It is impossible to selectively numb our emotions. So when we numb our pain, we also numb our joy. But when we can allow ourselves to feel and process our pain to its depths, then we're also able to more fully experience the height of our joy. And that is a beautiful thing. I found that I, I kind of picked up on this intuitively, even when I was a teenager, when I was having a hard time emotionally as a teenager, I went and listened to the saddest songs <laughs> and I would cry and I would feel all of that. And then, you know, after I'd fully processed, then I would turn on, you know, all the songs to hype me up. But I really used music as a way to feel and process my emotions when I didn't quite have the, uh, the prefrontal cortex development to know how to process them like cognitively, but I knew intuitively how to tune in and feel those emotions in my body to process them. So maybe that's something that you can work on too, is just, okay, how can I fully allow myself to feel these emotions? Um, even if I can't quite articulate what's going on for me, because you've, you've kind of tuned out of your emotional experience. So it did take some time with this client um, who was crying in the session, but in working together, then she was able to get to a place where she was okay with allowing space for all of life's emotions. So I just want to reiterate, it is okay to feel all of your feelings. And if you want support around learning how to feel your feelings, please book a session with me. All right. So what is the result of not saying no, <laughs> of overcommitting, uh, not advocating for your own needs, being a chameleon and thinking that we're supposed to be happy all the time? These things lead to burnout and resentment. It leads to prioritizing everyone else and neglecting our own self. Uh, but as often the case, like recognizing these things and recognizing how they're showing up for us is the first step towards creating something more supportive. It's the first step towards creating change. All of this is just information that lets us know what is and isn't working for us and what is and isn't sustainable. So no matter how noble we try to convince ourselves that our level of altruism and self-sacrifice is, living life 100% in the service of others is not sustainable. And it might not actually be helpful. Like maybe go back and re-listen to the um, episode on the drama triangle about the rescuer energy. It might not actually be helpful to be stepping in and living life for other people all the time. So here are my tips for overcoming people-pleasing. Number one, Take some time for yourself before committing. Even if it's just 20 seconds to fill into it before saying yes, it can make a huge difference. Or as I said earlier, just saying, hey, is it okay if I go check my calendar before saying yes? Like, I want to make sure that I can actually devote the time to this before I commit. That's 100% okay. So take some time before committing. All right, number two, become more aware of what your own needs are. Like, really think about it. Ask yourself how you're doing. Ask yourself what's coming up for you. Ask yourself how you can uh, prepare for the future and, and track what you're doing. Like, you know, we do this for other people. Like I had a girlfriend that checked in on me and was like, oh, hey, I know your daughter got her wisdom teeth out. How are you holding up? How is she doing? Like she was tracking me. We do this for other people, but it can take a little bit more self-awareness to do this for ourselves. Uh, so for example, the internal dialogue that I had with myself around my daughter's wisdom teeth kind of went a little something like this. All right. Okay. So I know that Thursday is wisdom teeth day. What could I do to make that easier for you, Marianne? <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, let's let that committee know that I'm not going to be able to make that event that night so that I can be home with my daughter. All right. That's awesome. All right. What else? Oh, let's see. Okay. Oh, I could stock up on soft foods ahead of time so that I can just stay home with her 
that'd be great. Oh, and, and if I just could have Friday open, that would be amazing. And then I can say, oh yeah, totally. I can do that for me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> like I can step in and be mindful of what my own needs are. It can take some practice, but it's a beautiful thing to do. I knew that for me to be able to say yes to caring for my daughter, I needed to give myself permission to say no to a few other things and make sure that I had blocked out that time on my calendar and dedicated that space so I wouldn't get sucked into other things. And that leads into number three, recognize that when you're saying yes to something, you're generally also saying no to something else and make sure that that thing that you're saying no to is not things that are on your priority list. So often we make other people's priority lists. We take those on as our own priority lists, <laughs> but then the things on our list don't get done. And, and then that also can lead to resentment. So, so just be aware of that, like recognize that when you're saying yes to something, you're generally saying no to something else and don't let that something else that you're saying no to be yourself. All right. Number four, practice sharing your opinion. Now this might sound a little bit silly, but really like I find that the people pleasers really struggle to vocalize their opinion. So it'll be like, Hey, where do you want to go eat? Oh, you know, wherever. What do you want to watch? Oh, you choose. <laughs> what do you want to do this weekend? Oh, you know, whatever you want to do. And so practice stating your own opinion. I had one client um, that that this was actually his whole assignment. <laughs> so he was a big time people pleaser. And I'm like, okay, your assignment for this week is to state one opinion a day while you're at work for the whole week. And it could be his opinion about the movie he watched that weekend, or it could be his opinion about what he was eating for lunch or about the weather or his opinion about his commute that morning. But that was his assignment was to just share with his coworkers one opinion a day. <laughs> so if you struggle uh, with making your voice heard, then this can be a great place to start. And I offer you that same assignment. Just share one opinion a day. Practice letting your voice and your opinion be heard. It is valid. All right. And number five, set aside space to feel your feelings. So when you first start saying no to people or expressing your opinion, in other words, when you first start to change your behaviors, it will stir up some emotions for you and for other people. So these emotions coming up for you, it might be discomfort or relief, insecurity or exhilaration. And maybe it might even be a combination of those, but just kind of notice what is coming up for you and allow space for those emotions. And this again also means allowing space for, um, for not only your emotions, but also for the emotions of others, let them feel their feelings without intervening. So for example, the other person, they might need some time to adjust to this new you, because really this isn't the new you, right? This is actually the real life version of you, but they've only ever known the chameleon version of you. <laughs> so they may need a little bit of time to adjust and that's okay. You know, they may be fully convinced, for example, that Mexican food is your absolute favorite because whenever they suggest it, then that's what you choose to do, right? But really your most favorite food is Thai food. <laughs> they may experience some surprises along the way as you start to reveal your true self. And it may to them feel a little like they're getting to know you for the first time because essentially they are getting to know you for the first time. They're thinking that you're having these big changes when really you're just finally showing yourself. And isn't that a beautiful gift to finally let your friends see you for you? So as a recovering people pleaser myself, I promise you, it really does feel so much better on the other side. <laughs> and it feels good to just be able to show up authentically and to only say yes when I really like my reason for saying yes. And as you know, I'm here to help. So if you'd like some support around your own people-pleasing behaviors, please come and join my six-week course. It is perfect for you. Registration is open now through Tuesday, January 31st, and class starts February 7th. So reserve your seat now. I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. 
Are you a helper, a healer, a people pleaser, or a sensitive soul? Are you somebody who reliably shows up in amazing ways to support others, but also find yourself feeling unfulfilled? In relationships, do you find that there's an imbalance between the giving and receiving? As a helper myself, I know the feeling of burnout and compassion fatigue well, and I also know how much the world needs what it is that you have to offer. I have made it my life's mission to make loving and serving more sustainable for you, the helper, and the healer. And because of this, I want to personally invite you to my Compassionate Souls group coaching course. Starting Tuesday, February 7th, we will meet weekly as a group to learn how to stand in our own power through setting healthy boundaries, expressing wants and wishes unapologetically, letting go of our manuals for ourselves and others, taking ownership of our thoughts and feelings and what it is that they're creating for us, and all while learning to live life more intentionally. These six weeks will include both education and group coaching. So if you've been enjoying this podcast and want to see how coaching can help you with your specific situation, I highly encourage you to take advantage of this amazing offer. I'm currently offering the six-week package for the price of just two private sessions with me. I cannot guarantee that you will ever see this price again because honestly, the value for this is so great. So if this is something that resonates with you, act now to secure your seat. Registration is open now through January 31st and class starts February 7th. You can register online at MarianneWalker.life. The world desperately needs what it is that you have to offer. Let's make your level of loving and serving more sustainable for you. I'll see you there.